Welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Uh, my name is Christian, alongside my partner in crime, uh, Chris. Chris, I'm I'm really excited to do this podcast with you. Are you excited to get going? Yeah, I'm ready to get going, my friend. This is uh, in some ways a decade in the making. Um, but in other ways, a month in the making. And I'm very excited to uh, start this journey with you. It is literally both of those things. Yeah. Um, and as this is our uh, our maiden voyage, um, our episode zero here, uh, you know, I thought I'd just give, uh, you know, people out there a little quick explanation of the podcast. Um, so Chris, you know, Chris and I have been friends for about 10 years now. Uh, you know, we're both sports nerds, uh, comedy fanatics, uh, medical professionals, um, and actually recently we both become fathers, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, we went to school together for a while. We lived together for a while. Um, but now, uh, we live across, uh, you know, across the, an international border from one, from one another, uh, myself, uh, Christian, uh, I'm in New York state. Uh, Chris is up in Ontario. Um, and, uh, and because of that, um, you know, we're going to meet weekly here, um, just to kind of talk about life and talk about a wide, uh, you know, variety of topics, you know, including fatherhood, uh, you know, managing stressful careers, sports knowledge, growing as men with families, um, and, and and a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, we're going to have some fun recurring segments, uh, a lot of deep uh, conversation, but really a ton of humor mixed into all that. So, uh, we're really excited to get on this journey and, uh, we hope that you'll, uh, enjoy this journey and this unique take that we have uh, on this crazy thing we call life. Um, so uh, without further ado, Chris, why don't you um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, and uh, and kind of what brings you to, to doing this project here? Mm. What an excellent introduction, Christian. I mean, you could you could do a podcast or something. That was that was really well done. I might. Uh, I might. I'll think about it. <laughs> Let me know if you want to co-host. Yeah, sounds good. Um, well, hello, dad jokers. Um, my name is Chris. Um, I, uh, as Christian said, I'm the Canadian half of this podcast, but uh, everything Christian said about himself applies to me. Uh, we do sports. We're both uh, veterinarians. We are both new fathers, um, myself a little bit newer uh, at this than Christian, and he's been a great sounding board. And in many ways, that's what we hope to be for you as well. You know, we're, we're young men who have gone through uh, a fairly extensive journey together, um, university, medical school, start of our um, uh, the start of our careers, getting married, standing beside each other at our weddings, um, and uh, and now both being dads. And, and we'd like to share in that together. And in, in many ways, we'd like to share that with you. So that's about who I am. You'll learn a lot more about me, I suppose, as we go. And uh, I hope you enjoy this project. Sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, let's why don't, let's just jump right in then. Um, but uh, before we get started, maybe with our first topic, there are a couple of thank yous um, that I'd really like to make uh, before we get going. Um, the first one is to uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan is our editor. He's the one who's doing a lot of the audio work for us, um, you know, getting us set up in podcast mode um, and all that type of stuff. So Ryan, we appreciate you um, and we thank you for all the work that you do. The next thank you I'd like to make is to uh, a good friend of ours, um, Vishale Murthy. Um, Vishal Murthy is a colleague of ours, um, a classmate of ours, a fellow graduate, um, but he's the one who's doing a lot of the imaging uh, for the podcast. So the logo you'll see um, and all of that type of stuff uh, is Vishal's doing. Um, Chris and I have many strengths, but visual art is not one. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we are very grateful to him as well to contributing his talents uh, to the podcast. And uh, also like to thank uh, Mike Spicer. Mike is responsible for that wonderful uh, intro that you heard. Um, that is an original theme for the podcast uh, created by uh, created by Mike Spicer. 
Um, and he's also um, a lot of doing a lot of audio work for us as well. So if you want to hear anything more that Mike has done, uh, he is available at michaelspicermusic.com. Uh, you can also find him on Instagram, Michael Spicer Composer as well. So thanks, Mike. We really appreciate that. Um, I guess we can't really do much more without really the biggest thank you uh, going to our, our our wives and daughters, really. Uh, they're the reason uh, we're doing this. Um, they are the reason we are who we are um, and why we haven't ended up as, you know, complete and utter failures, I suppose. Um, and uh, we, we really do appreciate them for, mm-hmm. for allowing us to do this um, and, uh, and putting up with us for this long, really, <laughs> I guess is, is probably the, the, the better mm-hmm. um, the better thank you to say so um, to our wives and daughters. Uh, we love you um, and we thank you for who you are and all that you do. Mm, well said. I, I couldn't agree more with that last point in particular. Um, my wife is currently feeding our one-month-old daughter. Uh, and I said, hey, honey, uh, I'm going to go uh, hide in the walk-in closet and talk to a computer for a little while. She said, okay, honey, I love you. So uh, for that type of patience, um, we can't say thank you enough. And uh, Absolutely. Well, without further ado, um, why don't we just jump right in here to our our first kind of topic of conversation, um, which is really the who of the podcast. Um, As we kind of mentioned in the intro, uh, you know, Chris and I have been friends for, it's going to be 10 years now, uh, believe it or not, uh, this year, uh, which seems like, it seems like yesterday and it seems like forever ago at the same time, Um, Hmm. a a whole decade uh, of friendship, believe it or not. And um, so uh, as Chris mentioned, we are both veterinarians. Um, and we, so we met on the first day of vet school. That's kind of where our, uh, our origin story happened. Um, and, uh, Chris, I'll just ask you real quick, um, what do you remember most about, uh, us meeting and, and kind of the, uh, initial kind of synthesis of our, our friendship? <laughs> um, it's a good question. It's funny enough. It's something that I remember quite vividly. And I think in some ways that speaks to what you were saying about the fact that it doesn't quite seem like 10 years has passed. I also wonder sometimes if, you know, when you get to this age, you know, I I always remember as I was growing up, my dad always telling me, you know, with every passing year, they feel quicker and quicker. And I wonder now if we're starting to get to, to a point in our lives as we become adults, as you go from 20 to 30, that time really starts to melt away. And I wonder if that's why it feels like it was yesterday, even Mm. though it really was a decade ago. Um, But what I do remember about that day, um, I I remember this very large class, somewhat intimidating class, large lecture theater, um, 120 people. And uh, you and I were matched together in the same practice group, the same study group, where we would end up having to do group projects together. And I looked across the table, I thought, oh, brother, I'm going to be stuck with this fool. And then we, uh, (laughs) as soon as that fool opened his mouth, he told, told me how much he loved baseball. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact reference, but at some point someone mentioned uh, Troy and Abed, the characters from Community. And I remember Christian turning around in the hall and saying, oh, I watch Community. And I think it was at that moment that I looked at this guy and I thought, I like, I like you. I, like, I, I think we're going to be friends. And uh, I was mean, it the it... tour? Was it the tour in the pathobiology building? I yes. I, I want to feel we were doing like the group scavenger hunt, and I, and it yeah. was something we were. What, maybe it was the library because in that, uh, for those of you familiar with the show Community, um, it's set as a library study group, and I feel like there had to have been a library reference um, that was made that when we kind of looked each at each other and with just that like, yeah, I get that humor that we were just like, mm-hmm, okay, yep, this is going to work <laughs> out just fine. 
<laughs> I, I, I absolutely think you're right. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I definitely remember us walking around because when you're in one of those large group scenarios where you've got 120 people and you all have to introduce yourself, I mean, you're far too paralyzed with self-centered fear to look around and talk to anybody. But when we were isolated in our groups walking around, um, I, uh, I remember you making that reference and turning around and I saw your face light up. And uh, I remember thinking if someone said something about community to me, my face would do the exact same thing. And uh, that, that was about all. I mean, it was really from that point on, I would say, even the next day that we may have hung out together for the first time. And we haven't really stopped since then. One, one thing I also remember, I don't know why this always sticks in my brain, um, but we were at the table in the cafeteria and we were watching that YouTube clip of the lady, I don't know if it was the amazing race, but uh, she got smoked in the head with that watermelon. Like she was trying to shoot it out of the catapult, but it like rebounded and hit her in the face. And we were all dying laughing for an uncomfortably long period of time. Like, and here I am just kind of remembering just like, you know, like you said, we're getting into vet school. It's the first day. And these are like the smartest of the smart, right? Like these are the people that uh, probably beat us out to get in. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of that. So you're thinking, okay, like I want to be friendly, but like, I also kind of got to look super smart. Oh no, but wait, here's a lady getting hit in the face with a watermelon <laughs> and we're all dying laughing. Um, and I don't, there's just something about that moment that I remember too, that was just like immediately put me at ease a little bit to be like, okay, I can get along. I can get along here. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you referenced that. I, I actually, uh, completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. And, uh, yeah, I remember, I won't mention her name, but, uh, our, our colleague in that group sitting next to me, pulling it up on her phone. And I think what we all laughed at was the tortured ooze. Ah, that lady in the video made after this catapult flipped around and smashed a watermelon into her from two feet out. And uh, I, I can't say that it was my most shining moment of compassion. Uh, well, I was just thinking, I was just like, and there we are supposedly on our way to being medical professionals, just uproariously laughing at somebody's mis misfortune and, and likely physical harm. Uh, yeah, probably wasn't like the greatest intro, um, but um, but we've grown a lot since then. So that's, I, that, I that's probably you, good. We're, we're better people than this. We promise. Yeah, it, it only goes up from here. Well, maybe not the podcast, but our careers at least, <laughs> ideally. Um, but um you know, so we, we were in the same lab group together, you mentioned, um, and we spent a lot of fun time in the anatomy lab together. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm sure we'll probably dive into that story or those stories a little bit more as we go. Um, but then we actually lived together for the uh, our, our final three years uh, of, of veterinary college. Um, and we, we had a third roommate as well. So there were the three of us there. Um, are there particular moments from that that you remember? I mean, there are so many stories yeah. from from that from that Laurelwood house, but um, what what sticks out to you kind of on the onset that kind of just even kind of cemented our um, our fellowship there? Mm -hmm. I mean, as you say, li literally thousands. I I I could pick I I could pick ten stories right now off the top of my head from the first summer alone. But if I had to pick a period of time, <clears throat> I would say it was that summer. So that was the summer of 2012, I believe, um, after our first year of uh, vet school. We moved in, uh, moved in together. Um, and for that very first summer, 
um, it was just us. And it was one of our first summers uh, staying in Guelph for the entire time, not going back home. We both took jobs locally. Um, and we wasted the summer nights away, having fun together, coming home after work. We had a completely unfurnished house, so we basically sat on the floor <laughs> together and played video games. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world, you know. Uh, I wish I could go back there all the time. And so, and without picking an exact moment, and I know that we will dive into many of those exact moments over the course of, uh, of this podcast, I would say that... Um, to me, I'm going to cop out and pick the general answer of the very first summer and spending time just you and me one-on-one, -on -one, um, something I, I don't know that I'd ever really done with a best friend, you know, just live with one friend, just just them and me, um, and spending hours upon hours of time together. It really was, uh, you know, one of the best times of my life. Yeah, that, it really was a, uh, a, a really neat experience in a way, because I think if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you prior to that had lived with um, a large group of guys, right? There were seven to eight of you in the Paisley yeah, house. Yeah. Is that right? Um, and myself, I had come from uh, living at home, actually. Um, I did live in residence when I was in undergrad. But um, after that, I had commuted um, uh, for most of my time, commuting 30 to 40 minutes, you know, each way to go to school, um, just through a series of circumstances that uh, are really important at this point. But um, and so I remember that. And like you mentioned, kind of that commitment to saying like, okay, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to transition from student kind of into having jobs. I mean, you know, full-time jobs, albeit they were kind of related to what we were doing, but, and the, you, as you mentioned locally, um, but then kind of settling into, like you mentioned this kind of, well, I was going to say grown up lifestyle, but yeah, we literally sat on the floor <laughs> and played MLB the show for a long time. Um, <laughs> And, uh, which was, which was fantastic. There are, uh, there are plenty of stories I know we'll get into about that, uh, that even just that playing baseball video <laughs> games alone. Um, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was a really fun time. I, I, I do recall. Um, and even just having the ability to, um, like, as you mentioned, live with a best friend, uh, which often doesn't go very well. I mean, let's face mm. it. Like, you know, you hear people that say like, Hey, don't live with your friends because your friends don't make good roommates. Um, it probably helped that we had the same general disregard for cleanliness. Um, <laughs> that probably helped a little bit. Uh, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, that, that, that house was fantastic. And I know throughout this pod, we'll definitely kind of get into the, the Laurelwood Zoo as it, as, as it affectionately became <laughs> called, um, over the, over the, over the, our time there. Um, but then kind of going forward from there, you know, we graduated, uh, and then you actually, uh, took an internship uh, in the United States. And uh, so we spent um, a little bit of time apart um, and you were in uh, down, or I should say out West, um, you know, the Southwest United States. And uh, I was up in Ontario at the time. Uh, but then as we kind of, uh, you know, made our way back together, we actually ended up uh, standing, like you mentioned, standing beside each other in each other's weddings. What is, uh, what are some moments that you remember? I guess we, I got married first, so we can start there. Um, what specifically do you remember about that time that, uh, <laughs> that kind of, again, further cemented, um, the, you know, the, the legacy that was, uh, that is our friendship. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Well, I mean, so many things, of course, some of the standard things, uh, bachelor party, your bachelor party, meeting some of your good friends from home that I, that I had never met before. That was a really, really great time. 
Um, I, I think my favorite, just very short, brief introduction uh, to both of our weddings, to give uh, listeners a bit of an understanding of, of who we are and uh, the type of people that we are, and I guess moreover, not, not just the type of people we, people we are, but uh, the way that we are similar to each other, is that I was one of Christian's uh, groomsmen um, standing beside one of his other groomsmen, um, who was uh, very, very short, about two feet tall, uh, stood on all four legs, and wagged his tail incessantly throughout the entire uh, ceremony. And that was uh, Christian's uh, dog. Can I say his name? Should I say Just a beautiful German shepherd. Let's say that. Just a yeah. very beautiful German shepherd. Um, he stole the show, really. I mean, it was, yeah, you know, it was, would. it was, it was wife in the wedding dress, of course, that goes without saying. No, no, uh, no. But after that, it was, it was dog in the tuxedo scarf, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with the matching bow tie. Um, and then everyone else was really a distant third. Um, a big so drop off to us. A big yeah. drop off. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. not only was I overshadowed by, uh, uh, by my wife and rightly so, um, you know, that goes without saying, but then Chris had, yeah, the unfortunate, uh, role of standing next to that beautiful, handsome, uh, handsome dog. So, um, uh, and then at, uh, at my wedding, um, all of our groomsmen, uh, you know, linked arms with, uh, their respective, uh, bridesmaids and, and walked down the aisle. And I saw Christian, uh, you know, beaming, smiling face as he walked towards me, as I, uh, stood, stood, uh, up at the front, ready to get married as he held my dog. Um, that Sasha, is right. Who, yes. <laughs> who, uh, uh, and he being, uh, perhaps the chief or mo- most expert <clears throat> animal lover amongst the group, uh, was responsible for bringing her up to the front. And, uh, so he was that payback. Did dog. you, did you, were you getting payback <laughs> because you yeah. got upstaged by my dog that you made mm. me walk your dog down? Cause you oh, know, absolutely. nobody was looking at me. Everybody was looking at, at your dog. Absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, it, I don't know that I thought about it until, until just now that that, yeah, that was, no, that was a brilliant payback move by your part. Yeah. So well done, I mean, the sir. payback was supposed to escalate, you know, whoopee cushion, exploding whipping cream. It just, you know, only the dog part worked out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was the only adorable part about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I remember from our weddings. I, I remember them being great times, um, really, really great times. And I'm sure we'll talk about them some more. Um, but, uh, but that stands out to me. There's also one thing I feel like that goes that's almost an underrated part of all of this as well. You mentioned kind of the bachelor party uh, kind of specifically, and then meeting each other's groomsmen. It it says a lot about a person, the company that he keeps, I think. And I found it really kind of interesting in a, in a, in a warm kind of way um, that was just how easily, you know, the, the, the folks that, that you didn't know, uh, you know, because there were a few uh, vet people involved in both of our weddings who obviously we knew already being classmates with them, uh, you know, back in, in college. But, um, you know, for example, those who you didn't necessarily know right away, who just you immediately got along with and then vice versa. I remember just meeting a lot of your groomsmen um, who I didn't maybe know or I'd only met, you know, a time here or there and just immediately, um, you know, being friends with them because it was one of those like, hey, you're really good friends with Chris and I'm really good friends with Chris. And just because of that, like, we know that we're, you know, that we're, we're good friends, you know, um, which was kind of just an interesting, uh, you know, phenomena to, to kind of, to go through um, to, re- twice, really, like once, you know, with my uh, wedding party and then with yours. So that was, um, that was really fun. And uh, I, I guess just kind of close out the first segment here. Um, lastly, is obviously the reason we're kind of doing this. We called the podcast mm. "Dad Joke Loading." Is now we are both fathers. Um, 
And you mentioned most recently yourself, you know, with a one month old, I have an 18 month old. So I'm a little bit farther along chronologically, maybe. Um, but is there a little moment that you remember specifically about, um, I know I have a moment when you told me you were going to be a dad, but, and I'll, I'll share that in a minute, but do you have a moment that you remember um, finding out that I was going to be a father? Hmm. That is an excellent question. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you the moment that, uh, that I think stands out to me. Um, not, not so much from finding out that you are going to be a father, but when in, in my mind, I stopped seeing you just as my friend that I played baseball video games with and ate copious, copious amounts of hamburgers with on the floor that mm. summer in 2012. We sure um, did. But rather I looked at as a husband and father and doctor and man was actually <clears throat> when, uh, when I came down to see you at your place in Buffalo shortly before the pandemic broke out and uh, your daughter was there on the floor and seeing you interact with your daughter in a way that I, I saw with respect and I, I saw with um, love in your eyes and I, I saw a different side of you that I'd never seen before. Hmm. Um, maybe it's because you were buttering me up by buying me hockey jerseys and beer. But um, other than that, probably that. Uh, I, I saw you in a very different light. And I would say that to me is uh, the small little fatherhood moment that sticks out to me as <clears throat> uh, finding out that our lives were changed in some ways. Uh, at that point, I was not yet a father. I didn't know I was going to be a father yet. Uh, we hadn't even, I mean, as far as I know, my wife wasn't even pregnant at that time. So it, um, it was definitely a aha moment for me, um, seeing what our future lives were going to be. And, uh, and it's been only uphill from there. Well, I'm not going to lie. I kind of hate that answer. And the reason is, is because mine is not nearly as endearing and warm. Uh, mine actually just results to a meme that you sent me, which is a father lying sideways uh, on a couch and the baby, I think it's a toddler is above him, just continually butt pounding the side of his face with a diaper <laughs> that appears to be loaded, uh, you know, fully loaded. Um, and that was kind of the like slight little signal that you gave me to tell me that you were expecting and I didn't quite catch it right away. Um, <laughs> but I still go back and look at that every once in a while. Um, and just remember that kind of, uh, and remember that kind of moment. So, um, not nearly maybe as endearing as, uh, you know, as, as your your well thought out answer, but, um, <laughs> That's, but your answer is much better because, uh, I, I feel like we're giving listeners an impression that we're these like, you know, kind, emotional, uh, heartfelt people when, when, when really we're just, we're, we're just dad jokers. I mean, we, we just make dad jokes to each other and reference our, the yeah, we should probably just redo the intro. Like. I think, yeah, maybe just, you know, false <laughs> misleading the witness or, or what, what is that called? Uh, but, uh, yeah. but no, I do remember that, um, when, when we kind of, you know, when we finally started talking about you, you know, you being a dad, um, the genuine joy that I felt because I know the joy that I felt and mm -hmm. you are, you know, the, actually the only, I'll, I'll say really close friend, um, that I know, uh, that also has a child. Uh, I know we both now have mutual friends that are, that are, um, parents now, but, uh, but really, yeah, the only one in my close group of friends that is, uh, is now a father and um, and that's and that's really really awesome because like you mentioned it's that it's that aha moment of like okay yeah life's going to be different but it's going to be uh, it's going to be amazing and we get to go through it uh, together so um, with that being said we're just going to take a quick break here 
um, and we're going to kind of re reset everything. Uh, and when we come on back, we're going to do uh, a couple of fun recurring segments and then uh, talk a little bit uh, more about uh, some cool stuff. So we'll take a quick break and we'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dad Joke Loading, the podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Chris, and I'm joined with by Christian, my co-host. And I'd like to introduce our first version of the recurring segment, Origin Story. So in this segment, Origin Story, uh, we'd like to take a little bit of time uh, to allow you to get to know us a little bit. Um, Chris, uh, Christian and I have shared... Uh, nearly a decade of uh, misadventure together. And uh, we'd like to just just peel the curtain back a tiny little bit so that you can uh, get to know us and understand some of the context of why it is outrageous that we are fathers now um, and to see maybe a little bit of the quote-unquote evolution that we may or may not have taken from 10 years ago until now. Misadventure, I think, is probably the best word you could have used to describe that. <laughs> um so, uh, in this segment, we're going to uh, talk about one of the things that we've bonded over the most in our lifetime together, and that is the beautiful, timeless, somewhat outdated sport of baseball. Um, I love baseball. I love every second of it from the moment the first pitch is thrown in the springtime, all through the summer, through the fall, scoring games with my dad. It's something I grew up with. And as I mentioned in the, in the early part of the show, it's something that Christian and I very quickly found out that we both loved. Uh, Christian, unlike myself, uh, Christian is an excellent baseball player, but is uh, arguably You're too kind. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I no. I'm listeners. I'm not being too kind. He's a very good baseball player. Um, he can pitch with both hands. That and is that's a fact. Exaggerating, but we'll we'll probably get more into that later. But that is a factual thing, and only one major leaguer, as far as I know, can do that, um, which is pretty incredible. But alas. Uh, we're both fairly obsessive about uh, watching it, engaging with it. Um, you know, we both enjoy playing it. Christian can do it well, though. And um, so early on, we uh, used to sit uh, sit in class looking at uh, baseball reference stats or doing fantasy baseball, talking about new acquisitions from Japan that the Blue Jays are looking at. You know, the things that we'll do. Um, but one of the things that we very quickly decided to do together, much like this podcast, something that we dove into head first, eyes closed, was uh, a quest to see all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Um, and that, uh, that is something that we are still doing. And uh, we've actually uh, got quite a few under our belt um, at the moment. So, uh, Christian, why don't, uh, why don't I just take a second and ask you, of all the ballparks we've seen, and I'm going to place that caveat on it. The ones we've seen, what is your favorite ballpark? Oof, that's a tough one. Um, I think if I'm going to go, I might, I might splice this into two answers, if I may. Um, mm. And I'm going to go ballpark and then city. Mm, and okay. I think if I had to pick my favorite ballpark, I think it's going to be PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, I think it's just... When you sit in that park and there's the bridge in the background and the Roberto Clemente wall that's sitting there, um, that's it's just a it's a beautiful park. Um, and it's just it's you know they've they've renovated it a little bit recently. Um, there might also be like a slight bit of nostalgia there. My dad uh, is a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, has been since uh, Bill Mazeroski's you know 1960 World Series home run, mm. um, you know to beat the Yankees. 
and uh and and he's he so he's had a lot of heartbreak for a lot of years um so um yeah i i think pnc park is going to be my my favorite ballpark um but there was just something about us being in dc um and just doing all that like historical stuff before we went to the nationals game um which might just be me kind of you know just using the history of, of Washington and, and all of that as a, as a crutch maybe, but uh, that was also pretty cool. But if I had to pick a baseball park, I think PNC park in Pittsburgh, what about you? Hmm. Yeah. Very good choice. And I, uh, I like, I like what you said about DC. I mean, certainly one of the things that's interesting to think about when we think about baseball and, and the history of baseball in America is how much it's part of the fiber of the country and how much it defines the history of that country. So in particular being in Washington, DC, um, which ironically is the youngest Major League Baseball team. But alas, that's neither here nor there. Maybe that was an Expos reference. I don't know. Underneath, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what yeah. I was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, subtly. Um, uh, but yeah, engaging in the history of that city um, is, uh, is really an incredible thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to go boring, and I'm going to say exactly the same thing as you. PNC Park is, of all the ballparks we have visited together, my favorite. And, and really, the, the reason for that is, is a very fundamental, simple one. It's the intimacy that they generate with the raked, steep seating and the way that they have terraced seating yeah. um, extending down the first and third baselines, you really feel like you are on top of the action, and you feel like you can have a conversation with someone that's sitting on the other side of the ballpark Definitely. without it ever feeling claustrophobic. It's really an incredible experience. They do and a really good up, way of, of, you know, like you said, packing tens of thousands in there without it feeling mm -hmm. that way, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And growing up in Southern Ontario, uh, as we both did, I, I know you're not a primarily a Blue Jays fan. I'm sure we'll get more into that later. Um, but we, you and I have both spent <clears throat> many years at the Rogers Center or the Sky Dome, as it'll perpetually be known to always be the Sky Dome always in our hearts. Um, the Sky Dome, beautiful as it is and, and uh, as, as cool as it is to have the retractable roof and, and being in an incredible location in the city, I don't want to take away from the ballpark. I, I've always enjoyed going there, but it is cavernous. You know, it's a cement poured, um, open, turfed uh, uh, field. And it's, um, you know, it doesn't have that same character of some of these new intimate ballparks. And, and that was one thing uh, when you and I went to PNC Park for the first time, that was my very first time ever going to another Major League Baseball stadium. Mm. And, uh, and it was a really, really incredible experience. Um, so that actually segues quite well into our first trip to Pittsburgh. This was totally unintentional, but um, that, that was one of my favorite moments. So something that contributes to our little origin story. Um, <clears throat> I'm embarrassed to say this. I can't believe I'm saying this on a podcast. Um, I, the first, I have the several... first episode. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode. Hi, get to know me. I'm a doctor and a dad. Uh, I'm going to tell you all the illegal things I've done. Um, so I have several... allegedly, Alleg allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, never proven in a court of law. Um, I guess if you pay the fee, you're pleading no contest, right? So that's not an admission of guilt. Let's say that. Um, so I've had a couple of speeding tickets in my life. Nothing crazy. And, and that's the only driving offenses. Let's just be clear in my entire life history. But multiple of them have happened with Christian in the car. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just sit down next to this guy. He's in my passenger seat. We're, we're eating hamburgers, talking about baseball. And all of a sudden, I'm going 100 kilometers over the speed limit. What in the world? Uh, well, no, that, that, that would be ridiculous. To the, point where, to the point where in your mom's wedding speech, she referenced <laughs> my, my um, effect 
or negative influence <laughs> on your driving skills. So just just to, for, for what that's worth, uh, yeah, several driving offenses uh, with me in the passenger seat. <laughs> well, you know, Kristen, I'm just trying to show off to you. You know, I wore my nicest shirt that day. I, I put the top down. It was low cut. music on, you know, just, uh, just trying to show you that I can open up the engine a little bit. <laughs> um, so the second speeding ticket that I ever got with Christian was in the beautiful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Uh, no word of a lie, my friend. Um, one of the objects that I found today as I was cleaning out the basement was the long form speeding ticket that I received at two o'clock in the morning on the side of an interstate in a construction zone with no other cars in sight, telling me that I was going twice the posted speed limit. Not and, even uh, a single car. <laughs> not, not a single one. And, 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 and the thing we have to kind of point out here just quickly, if I may, is the way we did these trips was, uh, you know, basically a new ballpark a day. And we would, so we started on a particular day, we drove to Pittsburgh, we saw the game, and our goal was then to drive, uh, the next spot was Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, correct? Right. And we, so we got in the car after the game, you know, still high off, you know, seeing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, and cocaine. Oh, and no, 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 just no, no, off of no, seeing sorry. The just, Pirates. Yeah, sorry. no, just yeah. the pirate life for us. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so we we're going to get to Philadelphia, find a random hotel, you know, sleep for a little bit and then get up, do a little Philly before the game. Um, so we did a lot of driving at night. Um, which we, I think we quickly, quickly realized is when a lot of interstates get repaired. So. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, very well said. And, uh, yeah. So as Christian very well set the scene, we're in middle Pennsylvania. I think we're around Altoona somewhere, you know, we're like the an hour curve. outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're quite in Scranton yet. Um, you know, we're, we're on our way to Philadelphia. Plenty and, and of just... office references to, to come by the way. <laughs> yeah. And we're just flying along and, and there's not a car to be seen. It's two in the morning. We're trying to make good time. And uh, as we pass him, you know, facing me, uh, uh, something I've never seen in Canada before, the cop is just perpendicular to me on the side of the road, lights completely off, turns them on immediately as I pass him. And I know that, that we're in, in trouble. So uh, he pulls us over very polite guy. We're polite back. You know, uh, I say, sorry. He says, uh, no problem. Um, and he starts to chat to us about the game, you know, as though somehow we're his best friend. And we think, well, maybe this is an opportunity that uh, we're going to take to uh, not have a speeding ticket. So we take what Christian 15 minutes, 20 minutes talking to this guy about baseball. Oh, easily, um, easily. And, and, and that's not an exaggeration. You know, we say like, Oh, it felt like 15, 20. No, it was legitimately 15 or 20 minutes of conversation. Yeah. And he is a lovely gentleman. Yeah, really nice guy. Not not a qualm in the world with this fine officer. Heads back to his car, uh, comes back, says, here's your $300 ticket, have a good night. And I thought, well, that was the most rude ending to a conversation about baseball I've ever had in my entire life. So uh, be that as it is, you know, got a speeding ticket, fine, we move on. <clears throat> and we think, all right, you know, this is the very first night of our first baseball road trip. Uh, off to a banging start right now. Um, you know, we're a few hundred dollars in the hole. We are poor students looking for a cheap motel. That's probably like two nights worth of motel right there. But in the distance, we see the glowing, the, the, the beautiful uh, oasis of a lit up brand new Howard Johnson's. So we pull in a uh, packed parking lot two in the morning in Altoona. What in the world? So we walk into this hotel, walk up to the front desk. 
they have no vacancy for us. Hmm. Unfortunate. Alas, one down, many more to go. At least we thought. And we should so stop we, in and just say, like, we are literally looking for these by the signs on the side of the highway. So, like, it yes, says yes. it says exit six, and we see a little, like, you know, motel six or or whatever the hotel has to be. And we're like, sounds good to me. You know, we yeah. are literally just as we are going, looking at these interstate exits for the little hotel sign and thinking, like, oh, thank yeah. God. All right, and, there's another and- one. Here we go. As you rightly say, and, and to build on that a little bit more, we were talking at the at the start of this episode about the very fast passage of time. Um, it's hard to believe, but back then, <clears throat> I think this was maybe uh, spring 2013, I have to think, um, maybe summer 2012, hard, hard to know. We did not have like a rapidly updating Google Maps at our fingertips telling us, you know, hotels here, hotels here, here's their rating. You know, we had printouts from google maps that we were following because was it we google maps no... or was it MapQuest? it yeah, very it well might, could it have might been, been map quest like that's what we're talking about here where they have the little photos uh, of the turn you have to make oh, we use so know, much ink refer to page 17 um and so eventually you know after i think three maybe four hotels of full vacancy packed parking lots in the middle of nowhere uh, a heavy parking ticket burning a hole in my back pocket we pull up to this, uh, oh, I don't know how to say this, Christian, uh, a smaller independent establishment well um, said. Where, you, where you could rent by the hour. I think that'll illustrate the type of location. That uh, we I, I feel like that's enough nuance for listeners to understand what we're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, thankfully, and perhaps unsurprisingly, they had vacancy. <clears throat> so... Uh, Christian and I, and and one of our good, very good friends, someone who's still a very good friend to, to both of us to this day, um, who we do many of these trips with, um, he uh, uh, he and the two of us uh, were led to our room, which had a direct exit to the outside in the basement of the back lot of a motel in Altoona, and uh, we had no cot, no air mattress, I don't believe, so one of us just slept on the carpet, face yep. to carpet. Um, and I'm so thankful we didn't have a black light with us, Christian. Um, but, uh, you know what? I, I really shouldn't knock it. I don't remember who, which one of us slept on the floor. Cause mm, I feel like, I feel like whoever did probably lost a bet. Like, I feel like none of <laughs> yeah, us were actually yeah. willingly to be like, you know what? No, I'll press my cheek against that carpet. Like, I don't think yeah. any of us were doing that. And had several months of impetigo and recurrent itching on their cheeks, <clears throat> um, to, to accompany them. <laughs> So we, um, uh, you know what? I shouldn't knock it though. We had such a great time, made so many memories and, uh, the people at that motel were incredibly nice as was the officer, as were all the people that we encountered in Pennsylvania and really on our trip overall. And, uh, I mean, not to take this too far off track, but as we enter a very, very difficult and tumultuous time in the history of our society, in the history of American and, and even to some extent Canadian political life, uh, I, have to, I have to say that every single American person that we encountered on our trip uh, was just so hospitable to us. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and we, we had such a wonderful time. Even but to the alas, point where, even to the point where I'll say as uh, we were visiting sports fans on some of those trips, um, mm, meaning mm. we were literally supporting the visiting team. Um, mm. And yes, there was some obviously um, 
you know, jarring and chirping back and forth, uh, sports related, but that was always quickly, I feel like met with a very hospitable, like, oh, you guys are visiting, you need to try this. Um, or like, hey, let me get you a beer or whatever it was. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. We have been very, very fortunate that even the, uh, the, the police officer who charged us $300 uh, at 2.30 in the morning was, was, uh, was in- incredibly uh, uh, polite and hospitable. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, uh, I mean, you know, I, I think we'll have many, many opportunities to talk about our origin story as we go through this podcast, but uh, maybe that gives li- listeners a tiny little view uh, into our lives, the obsession that we have with baseball. Um, if uh, a listener is scratching their heads three episodes in wondering why we keep referencing Carlos Carrasco for no reason, well, just go to episode one, and this is why we're, we're baseball nerds, but uh, we love it, and it's how we bond together, and... Uh, and we'll probably never stop. So, how many episodes could we get out of uh, Chris's speeding tickets? Probably just a couple, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, we few. could do a, we could do a whole spinoff podcast. No, people. For the record, three speeding tickets in my life. That's it. But basically, all of them with Christian. Um, Need for so, speed. <laughs> so, this has been Origin Story. Thank you very much. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with another topic. Thank you very much, and you are listening to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. Welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. I am Chris, joined by Christian, and we're going to dive right into our second topic, which, uh, you know, normally we'd reserve these topics to talk about, um, you know, progressive trends in fatherhood and uh, what we felt as fathers and, you know, answer questions from listeners about, uh, you know, their experiences, getting married, becoming fathers, you know, this whole journey, uh, our careers. But we're going to do a really, really simple topic for this one, which is why on earth are we doing this? So um, Christian, why don't, uh, why don't I throw it over to you with the first question, which is how did this idea first come about and why are we sitting here talking to each other right now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, I think what 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 really needs to be said here is, um, you know, just we've uh, had many a, a Zoom conversation. I mean, now, unfortunately, with the, you know, pandemic as it is, um, cross-border travel is not really possible. Um, and so a lot of what we've been doing has been uh, virtual, um, which is fine. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's fine. Um, and we, you know, we've been talking back and forth, I mean, just in general about life. And, you know, un- uh, unfortunately, I have uh, not really been able to to meet your daughter, um, other than virtually, of course. Um, and so um, a lot of our experiences, um, you know, in terms of as fathers together, really have been um, across this particular medium, which is just, you know, um, voice and, and, and visual recording. Um, and, I remember I was sitting on the couch uh, watching um, a particular sports show. It was a halftime show on ESPN of a particular uh, sporting event and just being really disappointed in the halftime show. They do really good work. I shouldn't really bash ESPN. That's not the point. I don't want to lose any listeners. But I mean, I was I was doing my my sports dad thing, which was yelling at the TV um, and about some knowledge that I that I thought that I knew. And, uh, and, and my wife looked at me and was just like, you know, you should really just do like a, a podcast about sports. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, you, I mean, everybody can just go out on it and talk about it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Anyway, so I thought about it for a while. And then um, 
I think one day I was kind of just like, you know, thinking about who would, who would my banter buddy be? Um, and, and quickly it was, it was obviously clear that it was going to be you. And I think I just kind of floated the idea and said, Kelly, Kelly thinks we should do a podcast together. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was really surprised by your answer, which was just like this resounding, like, oh my goodness, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. Holy crap. Get out of my brain. Um, <laughs> yep, and, uh, it, it was a very Troy and Abed moment that way. Mm. And, uh, um, and, and then it kind of just kind of uh, spiraled from there. And we were, you know, we talked about it a little bit and then we said, you know, like, yeah, are we really going to do this? And then we were like, yeah, why don't we? And then we kind of got getting into the nitty gritty of, um, you know, of, of, of why we wanted to do it, what we wanted it to be about. Um, and Chris, I'll, I'll give you the credit. I think you, um, you said it uh, well when, you know, it, it should really be about what's unique to us, uh, which was kind of our, uh, not only our friendship together, but then you mentioned us being veterinarians, fathers, um, and, and just kind of the links that we have and kind of what makes us, uh, makes us us. So, um, and then we just kind of just, you know, went for it and kind of started building it. And, and here we are, episode zero. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very well said. That's, that, that's very well said. <clears throat> and I would say that I agree with, with all of that. Um, and similarly, a podcast is something I had thought about doing for a while. Um, I had always thought about doing it about science topics, medicine, um, veterinary medicine in, in particular. Um, I guess we'll get into a little bit of the nitty gritty about what we do specifically, but topics in internal medicine. And uh, I'd always thought about doing that. But I think as you, the the phrase you use, banter buddy, was the best one. You know, I, Christian and I have spent a decade talking to each other for hours and hours and hours, um, long car rides, as we've talked about in our last segment. Um, Christian, you know. Long, fast we, car rides. <laughs> fast yeah, car rides. Yeah, Just want yeah. to make sure that's clear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but our zoom calls are not fast. We stay in one spot and talk to each other for like three and a half hours. And, uh, I think at one point someone said to me, like, why don't you just put a microphone between the two of you? And so in some ways that's largely what we're doing. It's, it's, Uh, that's in its simplest form. That's basically what we're doing is is a zoom chat just with microphones in between us. I, I mean, to be a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit more descriptive, um, for me, I, uh, you know, one of the things that I really want to to not just talk to people about, but hear from people about is that experience that you and I are still in the middle of sharing and that we have shared over the last 10 years, which is, um, you know, that feeling of going through university, um, you know, meeting significant others who then become not significant others and then other significant others, meeting best friends, um, you know, eventually settling down with someone, moving in with someone, starting a career, moving to a new country, which we've both done, me temporarily, you permanently, um, traveling, and then eventually becoming fathers. And I, you know, I, I know that we've, we've changed a lot as a society. We've become progressive. We've become much more open about talking about things, but we're still at a point where I feel like as a husband, as a father, I still frequently felt isolated. Hmm. Like I couldn't really talk to anybody other than, you know, my wife and maybe my mom. Um, you know, even even my dad. I mean, we'll talk about our parents as we go, but sure. it's not it's not something that, you know, as you're sharing a beer and as you're talking about the new sci-fi movie or <clears throat> the Jays game, you can't just sit there and and say, you know, hey dad, you know, I'm I'm having this difficult and deep uh, discussion with my partner about how we should raise our child. You know, what do you think about this? Hmm. Um, you know, you're my best friend and, and we've talked, uh, you know, 
I mean, I can't even put it into numbers, thousands of hours. And there have even been times where I felt like you and I have, we can't entirely share every little second of how we felt. Um, and I think more and more as you and I have become more open with each other, I have felt the value in having someone to share this with and having someone to ask questions to and, and having someone who is really just there telling me like, it's all going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You know, you're going to get through whatever this little hump is, you know, being a dad who's 18 months of this in the bag now, you know, you have that ability to say, don't worry, you'll get through this. You make me sound like an expert. Like, I, I just want to <laughs> sure. say, like that is yeah. absolutely not the case. Uh, <laughs> but but the, the kind words appreciated nonetheless. Sure, sure. Um, but in, I mean, in so many parts of the last 10 years, I mean, from the time that you turned 19 until, you know, you and I are both now in our 30s, you're, you're as a man, as a young man growing up, you know, you're alone, you know, and, and it's so difficult to uh, express what you're feeling, but then to ask questions to hear what other people are experiencing. Um, and of all the things that we could talk about, I think that's the, the one overarching topic that we might we might be able to help people in some way. Now, we might be able to share our stories with some semblance of use, which in other <laughs> in every other way, they basically just make us laugh. But hopefully they make you laugh as well. Um, you know, we're, we both uh, aim to giggle our way through an entire evening. So our hope is to make you laugh, um, to make you think, and to give you uh, someone to talk to and someone to listen to and, and someone who might be um, sharing what you're feeling as a new dad, as a new husband, as a student, as a grad student, as someone starting a career, having a real boss for the first time, you know, all these different things. Um, and so that, uh, that's sort of the idea that sparked in our heads and, and uh, you know, how this, this first came about. Well, and so, I think one thing that you mentioned too, uh, sorry to interrupt you, which is just, no, no. Um, is you kind of mentioned all of those things, like that list that you just said, which is, you know, becoming a father, uh, maybe starting a career, all these type of things, but all of those happening at the same time, hmm. you know, like I, I think we, you know, I think we've probably joked many a time and I mean, we called the, the podcast dad joke loading, uh, you know, because, you know, we basically have become almost overnight, it feels like we've just become dad joke machines, um, you know, which is kind of funny that all of a sudden you just like become this version of a, of a father and you're just like, yep, yep, I am a walking dad joke um, all of mm. a sudden. But, um, you know, just all of those things, you mentioned that kind of decade of time in your life, um, which is that kind of early 20s onwards, maybe, uh, where if you think about it in our, our time together, um, you know, being the time that we've known each other, not only have we um, achieved doctorates um, and, uh, you know, uh, other accolades, you know, yourself with, of course, a, a, an internal medicine specialty um, as well. Um, but like you said, become husbands, become fathers, um, you know, established careers, um, established businesses. Um, and but doing all of that in and amongst you know, the, the, the things that we were talking about. And, um, and, and a lot of that can be, um, can happen very quickly. Um, a lot of it can be very stressful. Um, and, and, and I think one of the, uh, selfishly, if I may, I think one of the, the coolest parts about, uh, about this podcast for me specifically is just getting to go through that with you. Uh, meaning that my, my best friend here, 
um, is going through all of these things at the same time. And then we can literally just spout off about it for, for hours um, and realize that our, you know, hilarious, whatever, if their father fails or, or, or whatever they are, are just, are just part of it. And um, you know, when that everybody goes through it and, you know, if, if by talking about it, just you and I, obviously with other people, well, I should say hopefully listening, um, you know, um, if, if that's something that we can do, then, then, then fantastic. So, uh, you know, selfishly, hey, even if we just get to talk to each other for, for an hour or whatever, an hour or two each week, um, you know, just about life and all the crazy stuff we get into, uh, you know, fantastic. But ideally, we'd love to be able to, to bring people along the journey as well. Mm-hmm. That's very well said. I um, well, let me let me ask you this. I mean, b- before we hit record, um, you were telling me about how how difficult a day you had had, and in this this profession, that's not a unique thing to hear. Um, and you had mentioned just now, you know, starting a new career, um, you know, getting doctorates. You mentioned and all of that. Um, how do you find? How difficult do you find balancing? family responsibilities because that's what they are now it's not just family life but family responsibility onus on your shoulders with your career and the onus you have at work do you find that a difficult balance and uh and and how do you how do you hope to get something out of it by talking about that um through this podcast yeah um i think the biggest thing i've noticed and it's 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 kind of um you know um seeded its way into pretty much every aspect of my life. I know you mentioned kind of career and, and, and everything like that is, is the really interesting, and I don't even know how to express it, to be honest with you. I'm sure I'll find a way over the course of the podcast, but the, the almost just immediate change in perspective you have becoming a parent. Um, obviously, you and I are fathers, um, so we don't obviously have that maternal aspect to this um, b- between you and I, but um, just that it's very interesting how it almost just makes you see everything differently. And you mentioned the the balance. Um, I think a word that I've used constantly throughout all of this is perspective and just how my perspective has become completely different on things. And um, it, it's definitely changed who I am as a, as a veterinarian, as a clinician. It's changed who I am, I think, as a friend and as a, um, you know, as a husband, uh, and, and even maybe just a general member of society, how I see the world, how uh, news, um, you know, how I interpret that with a different uh, lens, maybe. Um, and uh, to kind of go back to your original question, you know, it's about, in terms of about the balance, it, it, it really does uh, almost force you to, to, to achieve some level of balance. Um, because I'm sure for the parents who are out there already who know, and, uh, you know, if our parents ever decide to listen to this, uh, hopefully they do. Um, God but if they, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, seriously. Uh, we'll have to cut out the speeding ticket part. Uh, but, um, but they, I mean, they know parenting's a full-time job, right? So you're, um, so, and they're, and they're, that's no joke. Um, and when, uh, in the best possible way I might add, but, uh, but it's definitely still time consuming. And so just the way that it, it, uh, I say forces you. I think that's not the connotation I mean necessarily, but uh, but brings about that added, um, you know, perspective in terms of you know what is important. What do you? It, mm. it 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 amplifies. I feel like almost your true self in that it really brings out you know what do I really value? Because what you really value is what you want to instill in your children. I think and. Mm. Um, 
And so that I feel like that's been a really interesting process of kind of self-discovery, which is just like, I feel like I'm learning new things about myself uh, almost. Right. Um, and, and, and again, just kind of going back to the selfish reason why I'm, I'm, I'm going to love doing this podcast with you is then I'm going to get to learn new things about you as well. Um, you know, <laughs> right. because this is, uh, this is something that we're going to go through together. Um, mm. and we're almost going to use the podcast almost as the avenue to do it again, just because unfortunately we can't physically be together at this time. Right. Absolutely. I, I know this can be maybe a little hard for, for someone who's just meeting us for the first time to appreciate, but in the last segment, we talked about our origin story. This podcast is still part of our origin story. You know, we may be 10 years into it, but this is, this is a chapter in our book together. We are learning things about each other uh, together. And, and incidentally, you are going to learn those things at the same time as we learn them about each other. You will um, get real-time, genuine reaction to us learning things about <laughs> each other, for sure. You did what? Um, it's interesting that you bring up that idea of our parents as well, because, you know, I think we are we are on a journey to learn right now. You know, you and I are actively trying to learn and be the best at what we're doing. And there is no best. I, I shouldn't say it that way. You know, just improve ourselves every day at becoming fathers. Um, and I mentioned I was cleaning out the basement right now. And one of the things I stumbled across, I won't spoil it. I'll save it for the next episode. But a note that my mom wrote to me when I was six years old, when I was being, uh, you know, I don't know, putting up a temper tantrum about something. What, what else will a six-year-old do? And, um, and, and just seeing the maturity in that note and thinking, you know, my daughter is going to be six in six years. Am I going to have that maturity? How am I going to gain those skills? Um, and as you get, get older, I think you learn, you see your parents in a different way. You know, you see them as yourself. You see them in your age. You see them also trying to figure out what it means to be a parent. And as you do so, I think it opens up to your, your eyes to understanding that, you know, we, we all go through this journey. I am not going through this journey alone. You're not go going through it alone. Absolutely. You know, this is, a, this is something that people around the world have gone through for since time immemorial. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's that, that that's a very exciting aspect of it for me is just to hear other people's journeys, um, you know, people who are farther ahead than us, people who are further behind than us, but uh, essentially realizing that, you know, we're learning as we're going all the time. And hopefully, just as we should all do in life um, through this podcast, we're going to laugh a little bit while we do it. So that's about all for this segment, um, and uh, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll close it out with uh, one last topic. Thanks very much, and once again, you are listening to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. And welcome back to the Dad Joke Loading Podcast. My name is Christian with my co-host Chris here, and uh, we're going to do one final short segment here. This is going to be a recurring segment we do on the podcast, um, a, a segment that we call Rapid Fire. And this is a segment where uh, we're just going to ask each other uh, really quick kind of random questions um, around a central topic just to kind of get to know each other a little bit uh, so we can kind of let you guys in on some kind of weird quirky facts about us. Um, and uh, today's episode um, is going to be a music edition, um, so this will be fun. 
Um, and so each episode um, or each recurring segment is going to be, you know, five questions. We'll go back and forth real quick and, and uh, we'll see how quick we can do this well, uh, while, while giving you some insight into both of us. So, uh, Chris, for Rapid Fire Music Edition, question one. For the rest of your life, you can only hear one artist. Who would it be? Hmm. It's hmm. a good question. I, I guess I can't. Uh, it's got to be rapid fire. I, I got to answer. So I'll go with my gut, which is a group that we all know and love, Outkast. Andre 3000, big boy, hip hop, evolved from old school underground hip hop to a larger, bolder funk and pop sound. Um, they have so much variety, so much diversity from the start of their careers to the ends of it. They've grown so much uh, as a group, as individuals, and uh, outcast. Got to be my answer. What about you, Christian? Um, I'm going to go complete dad mode here, unintentional. And we said go with your gut. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Dave Matthews Band. Mm. And I think the reason being is um, just an unbelievably diverse discography. Uh, multiple different genres that they that they implore. Um, they have basically live albums from every concert they've done. Uh, so different versions of different songs. If I had to pick one artist, um, probably Dave. Um, and then that way, just because there's enough variety there um, mm -hmm. and an elaborate enough discography um, that I feel like I could keep some variety within that same artist. And he, I mean, he's one of my favorites for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Dave Matthews Band. Mm, I like that. Moreover, I like the explanation behind it because you get the variety of the different genres all in one large eclectic uh, discography. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Well, I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to take the next question. And this is going to be a tough question for you because I know that you are an incredibly musically talented individual who can play lots of instruments himself. I can play but one instrument myself. So I'll ask you the question. You can only teach your daughter one instrument for the rest of her life, which instrument would you teach her? Oh, yikes. Um, I'll say piano. And mm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say piano because I think that you can encompass multiple sounds um, and ranges and genres and everything within, within that. So I'm kind of stealing from my first answer, which is I can achieve diversity within one instrument. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go piano, um, uh, just because of the the variety and 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 the depth that it can implore, um, and because um, it is involved and fo a focal point of many different musical genres as well. Um, so I'll go piano. What about you, Chris? Damn you, Christian. You stole you stole the best the best and most logical answer out there. Because of course it teaches you music the best too, arguably, of course. I'm sure someone who is a has a PhD in uh, music, like your brother, I think, is gonna write into the show and be like, Well, Chris, that's probably the most inaccurate thing you've ever said before. Yeah, we're but, gonna get some uh, hate mail real early in this podcast, and it's gonna come from <laughs> my brother, the PhD. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, piano is a great answer. So uh, if I had to go not piano, I'm going to shake it up a little bit and I'm going to go with the instrument that is the most uh, conducive to social gatherings, which is the acoustic guitar. Mm. Um, you know, I know you can play the acoustic guitar, but uh, that is an instrument that you can you can, you know, play for a friend when you're 19 years old and they'll just it'll knock their socks off and they'll be like, Oh my God, I've got a friend who can play guitar super well. And uh, I mean, so many genres that are popular these days. You're going to teach your daughter Wonderwall, aren't you? <laughs> it's the only song that she's going to know. Um, Which is going to be so crazy because yeah, that song will be like 30 years old or 40 years old by the time that she's yeah. 
Unbelievable. 19. I know that uh, we're going to sprinkle some sports into this. So I'm going to take a quick <clears throat> segue to tell people um, I'm, a, I'm a, unfortunately a large soccer fan. Um, and We won't hold uh, that against you. <laughs> so Minnesota United of MLS, um, a really, really great, uh, great team who went quite uh, far in the playoffs this year. Just lost Kevin Molino to Columbus, unfortunately. Um, they have a great tradition, uh, longstanding fan tradition that their chant at the end of a game that they chant to the team is Wonderwall. Uh, and it uh, sprung up from their minor soccer days and it followed them all all the way to uh, first division. And uh, so in, in big games, they'll chant it at the end of the game and the players will come up to the supporter section and chant it with them. That's and, awesome. And uh, I love that <laughs> it breathes fresh life into a song that we have all heard far too many times. Way too many now. times. <laughs> um, all right. So whose turn is it for a question now, Christian? Is I think it my you're, turn? I think you're asking me. All right. All right. So. My question for you, uh, moving a little bit away from teaching and listening for the rest of your life, going to the past, what is the most memorable concert that you have ever personally attended? Uh, this is an easy answer, and it's not even close. And I realize this is going to be a huge flex, and I don't mean <laughs> it to be that. Um, but, through, but through a series, <laughs> yeah. Uh, through a series of circumstances, I ended up in a jazz big band that ended up touring Europe for a summer. And we went over France, Germany, and Switzerland and ended up at a particular um, venue in Montreux, Switzerland for the Montreux Inter International Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. So we're playing on that this particular, oh. we're playing on this stage and we finish our, our set. And um, I mean, there are thousands of people there. Like, I mean, thousands. And I mean, that sounds like we were really good and they're there to see us. We quickly learned that was not the case. They were just saving their seat <laughs> for what was coming after us. And so we, we finished our last song. We're all pumped. You know, we're literally on Lake Geneva playing this concert and we are just getting rushed off by security. And we're like, like what in the heck is going on here? And with no word of a lie, walking onto the stage, not six feet away from me is Prince. Good Lord. We opened for Prince and didn't even know it. <laughs> and so from ridiculously close wow. to the stage, I got to watch Prince in Switzerland on Lake Geneva. Like the stage is in the water. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, one of those mountaintop moments in your life, uh, no Switzerland pun intended, um, that, uh, yeah, that I'll never forget. And actually a really kind of fun side note, um, the band that was on after Prince or the group, I should say the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> so not okay, only so did... let me, let me be clear. This ticket was the Wu-Tang Clan, Prince and Christian's brass band. That and, was the, three... and really white college students playing jazz. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't know how that happened, but, uh, but somehow it did. So my most memorable concert, uh, which I was actually a part of, which again, sounds like a huge flex and that's not what I'm implying. Um, but, uh, was, was Prince and, uh, not even close, uh, just a, a, a mass, a magical entertainer, uh, gone too soon, of course. Um, wow. but, uh, Chris, and, uh, what about you? What about you? Christian, I, let me just ask you, um, Montreux, Lake Geneva, wasn't that the location of the famous Deep Purple concert where, or uh, no, uh, a Frank Zappa concert or something like that, where a fire broke out and the song Smoke on the Water is yep. about the fire. Though. Yeah, wow, you got it. Montreux on the Lake Geneva shore. Yep, you are, so you are Deep, of the Deep correct. Deep Purple yep. did that song and you 
saw Prince, which of course did Purple Rain. God, purple in that venue just do not go well together. No, I guess I not. Uh, did for me um, though. Um, but uh, okay, Chris, what about you? All right. Um, so when I was growing up, there was a, a summer music festival in Ottawa called Blues Fest. Mm, um, which yeah, is Ottawa one of Blues Fest. Yeah. Things ever. And uh, I'm, my answer is not going to come from there, even though I saw so many, so many great artists there. Um, but when I was in uh, undergrad, um, my my very, very good friend from high school, Taylor, and I um, went to go see a concert. He surprised me uh, with tickets to this tiny, tiny little venue that does not exist anymore um, in uh, uh, downtown Toronto near the St. Lawrence Market. Uh, called government. Some of you may remember government if uh, we have any listeners from Toronto, but unfortunately is not a music venue anymore. It's a very tight, very intimate, historic venue, uh, all indoors. And gracing us with their presence that day was a reunited duo, my two of my favorite artists of all time, Most Def and Talib Kweli as part of the group Black Star. Wow. Black Star, of course, did one very, very famous album in the 90s. And then after that, uh, disbanded and, and did their own things. And uh, that album was um, seminal, and, uh, absolutely incredible album, one of my favorites of all time. And to see them back together, um, I was maybe 20 feet away from them in this tight, sweaty, intimate environment with like 500 other people uh, was one of the coolest memories of my entire life. So um, short answer, government, Black Star, that's it. Right on. Um, all right. Well, then I'll start by asking you a question here. Then um, this kind of brings it back to our uh, kind of fatherhood topic, uh, you know, which is kind of the overarching uh, theme here. Uh, but did you listen to music when you were in the hospital? Mm, that's a, a great question. I did not, actually. Um, I know that in so many of our maternity classes, they recommended it. Um, my wife did uh, did not listen to anything. She uh, she watched uh, TV on her iPad. God, God bless the 21st century Netflix, I guess. And uh, I listened to podcasts, um, a uh, great podcast that we'll come back to later called The Bugle. Um, mm. That's what kept me company and kept me smiling and laughing uh, in, in that overnight <laughs> drama through the hospital. Um, what about yourself, Christian? Did you listen to music in the hospital? Uh, we also did not really listen to any music in the hospital. Um, and I know we'll get into this a little bit in future episodes, but... Um, uh, my uh, daughter was born on a holiday weekend, um, and so we arrived on the Sunday. She was born very early that Monday morning, and there were very few people there. Uh, we were one of only three um, parents, uh, groups of parents on the floor um, for like 12 nurses. Um, so it was really funny that we had like a four to one ratio there. But anyway, the reason I'm saying this is because there was a Harry Potter movie marathon going on that particular <laughs> weekend. And so we were admitted, um, kind of in the middle of the philosopher's stone. Um, they took a break overnight. And so my uh, daughter was born, um, about, uh, halfway through the order of the Phoenix, maybe. Um, so something like that. I think we got about five movies in. Um, so, uh, so no, we did not listen to. I mean, I guess if you consider the Harry Potter theme music, technically, um, but uh, no music, just uh, a lot of Wizarding World uh, experiences. Man, that is, I could that's, make a magical incredible. joke there. I feel like that was too on the nose. Uh, but <laughs> right. yeah. God, I I love the idea that you know someday your daughter is asking you about you know the whole process and when you first got those butterflies in your stomach and you'd answer. Ah, Probably about the same time the Whomping Willows made their first appearance, I would say, started to smash up that Ford. 
Yeah, Daddy, when did you get uh, like when did you start getting nervous? Well, honey, it was right when uh, Harry, um, you know, brought about his first Patronus charm. Uh, that's really <laughs> when I got queasy in my stomach, and I knew that things <sighs> were really happening. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to make uh, this entire episode the Chris cleans out his basement podcast, but uh, today, as part of <laughs> cleaning out my basement, I also um, came across a Harry Potter calendar I had back from the year two thousand. You know, Oof. when I was maybe nine or ten years old, and um, <laughs> it uh, it really just drove home further the idea of how far we've grown. <laughs> that at one point in our lives we read these books, and I wrote letters to J.K. Rowling, and then I blinked, and now I have a daughter who's going to watch all of them as movies. Unbelievable. So uh, let me let me close this out. I've got one final question for you. Sure. Uh, it's a very broad one, though. It's a bit of a difficult one. In your opinion, who is the most underrated artist of all time? Who does not get the plaudits that they deserve? Oof. Wow. Of all time? Yikes. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, you know, we, it's supposed to be rapid fire, although I feel like this has been 20 minutes of rapid fire, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with a little bit. I promise, bit of- listeners, we'll get snappier as we go. I promise. Or not, you know. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of Canadiana, I think, and uh, go back to my Hamilton, uh, Ontario roots here. And I'm going to go with the band Rush. And, mm. and I'm going to say why. Um, Neil Peart, um, uh, may he rest in uh, rest in rock mm-hmm. um, is maybe the best rock drummer of all time. Uh, don't at me, uh, but and just those guys were they were three dudes. Like they were just there was there was the three of them. You know, it was it was Getty, Alex, and Neil, and the sounds that they make and the complexity of what they do um, from the Spirit of Radio on to you know. Um, Tom Sawyer, which is probably one, probably the more popular ones, just all the way through um, to maybe arguably this is going to be a super Canadian hockey nerd thing, um, but Neil Peart drumming to the Hockey Night in Canada theme, I still listen Did to you it. Really? Oh yeah, Drum? YouTube yeah. it. I swear, if you just wow. Google Neil, Neil Peart Hockey Night in Canada, he's in the TSN studio and it's the thing, and he's got like forty drums around him. Like you're like, wow. why would anybody? And he uses every single one, and it's insane. Uh, worth your worth your time. Um, but I'm going to say Rush um, just because of what they're able to achieve and i'm sure i'm missing like you know 80 other you know bands that people say are 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 the most underrated which is totally fair um but that's uh in my rapid fire brain i'm gonna say uh, i'm gonna say rush uh what about what about you yeah, I, uh, I actually went the very, very similar route as you did. You actually started out by saying, I'm going to go back to my Canadian roots. And I thought, oh, God, he's stealing another one of my answers. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to go with uh, a, a group who I do not think is underrated in Canada, but who I think is underrated globally. If you say Nickelback, I, I... This, co- this podcast is over. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, talk to you later, Christian. See you next week. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with, uh, again, Gore Downey, may he rest in peace. The Tragically Hip. Beautiful answer. Tragically Hip, uh, of course, in Canada, just a staple of of modern musical life all through the 90s and the 2000s. You know, such a range of diversity, you know, from more pop and rock like music at work, all the way to something that, that strikes you deep in your heart, like Wheat Kings or Bob Cajun, you know, stories that we can relate to as Canadians. And, uh, you know, he was an incredible storyteller, an incredible performer, an incredible singer and lyricist. Um, So, um, you know, a band that stayed out of the limelight in so many ways because they were 
pretty stand-up guys. You know, they they didn't have demons that made their way onto the entertainment, you know, uh, newspapers, and and so they never really gained that major pop persona. I think until you know maybe in Gordoni's later life, as he was uh, struggling with his illness. And, and Canada really opened up and, and gave him that appreciation. I still remember watching the final uh, Tragically Hip concert Absolutely. while I was at work and we streamed it in the emergency room in the background so we, 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 we wouldn't miss it. That's, so one, of those, that's one of those um, like where were you moments for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Gordon Downey's last show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I was, was I? in an emergency room in Ontario. Where were you? Um, I was at a summer camp directing a summer camp on Lake Erie in Ontario. Nice. Um, nice. One of my biggest regrets in life, um, of which I have a few, um, was I had an opportunity to see them in Hamilton. Um, and I didn't make it happen, uh, Mm. in that tour. And, uh, and he passed shortly thereafter. Um, I think you win that round tragically hip, just a fantastic answer. Uh, fantastic answer. Good Lord. Christian, you win that round for the wistful look in your eye after, I have some regrets in my life. I thought I almost I thought, went oh Sinatra. I almost went Sinatra. <laughs> I, th- I thought about it, but anyway. All right. Well, this has been rapid fire and uh, the longest rapid fire in the history of podcasting. But I hope you, over the course of this episode today, I hope you learned a little bit about us. Um, I think moreover, I hope you gained a sense of why we want to do this. Um, please understand that. I think one of the one of the biggest things that we hope for is to hear from you and to engage in that conversation with you, hear your journey, um, you know, comment on our journey, uh, let us know what you think. Um, this is our very first episode and, and we'd love to hear all kinds of kinds of feedback. So um, before we finish out, uh, I'd like to um, go over a, a couple quick things. Um, I'd like to offer some thank yous once again to our producer, Ryan, who's done an incredible job. Mike Spicer, again, Michael Spicer Music, just an incredible job with our intro music and, uh, and all the little stingers you've heard. Um, so again, Mike Spicer, check him out. Um, Vishal, Vishal Murthy, an incredible illustrator, very, very smart mind. Uh, he's, a, he's a great person. Vishal Murthy, illustrator, check him out. And finally, most importantly, our wives and daughters for putting up with us doing this podcast and putting up with us being their husband and father. So um, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you every week uh, about some new topics. We'll focus uh, a little bit on, on topics of fatherhood, but as well, we'll talk about, you know, the journey of, of growing up and what it's like to balance a career, uh, what it's like to be a student, what it's like to be a husband, all these difficult topics. We'll answer your questions. Um, we'll, uh, we'll try to tackle some hot button issues, uh, sprinkle in some cold button issues, maybe some belly button issues. We'll talk a little bit about sports um, and uh, our story, our history together, some differences between Canada and America, since we both feel fairly well-versed being on opposite sides of the border, being on opposite sides of Niagara Falls. And uh, remember, you can email the show at dadjokeloadingpodcast at gmail.com. Dadjokeloadingpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to get some feedback. And uh, we'd like to answer some of your questions. So that's been it for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Thank you very much for getting to know us a little bit. I'm Chris. This is Christian. We are Dad Joke Loading. We'll see you again next week.